Welcome to Straight from the Muzzle, folks, where we are anything but straight. My name is Space. And I'm Ruby. And we welcome you to our episode, which is about what today? It is about our mine and yours top furry games. Or games. Which (laughs) were generally, because of me, it ended up becoming top games. Games. (laughs) Because I'm a furry and I play a metric ton of games. So... And I'm a furry, but I play a lot of games that aren't necessarily furry. <laughs> so yes. Felix. Felix plays a lot of games that are really furry based. He gets either them in like in humble bundles or in like value packs. And he sends me them to like download and play. So I've downloaded them, but I never play them. So because mm-hmm. I have like very specific games that I really like to play. I but. mean, I could have gone on to Game Grumps' site and and pulled everything that Dan would have mentioned, but I picked my own. You know, I typed in like furry games or something like that. And the first thing that popped up was Ash Coyote. And like, there were like 10 videos, all just like five of them were each of the same like name. And I'm like, did did she just like create like a whole series based off of just one game? Like, that's a lot of she, videos. She does <laughs> a lot of fun ones. I love her. I, I absolutely adore her videos. That is having her on as a guest a couple seasons ago was so much fun. It was such a joy to talk with her. So, and we got to do it again because it'd be so much fun. But for today, we've narrowed it down to 10. And I know that was really rough for Ruby. <laughs> Extremely. <laughs> it's like when we tried to do with the horror, horror, what? Uh, you, you've <laughs> picked my two worlds. I can't just. <laughs> right? No. Like, by the way, I was at this store called Eborn Books. It's kind of like, oh, I guess you guys don't have Build-A-Bear books, things like that. It's kind of hard to explain. You go into it, it's kind of got like old books and stuff, but then they have mm-hmm. like these little shelves and each shelf like wall unit is someone else's art and stuff. And so they have all these like different things going on. But as I was checking out, I just see this envelope and it says horror stickers, miscellaneous, $10. And I was just like, should I buy them? I didn't get them, but I was just like, Dang I, sh- I should have bought like, <laughs> like See, a couple I of s- them. <laughs> I still need to buy the cryptid stickers I showed you where they just are thick. Yeah. I still have that saved and I need it. I'll probably go back and get them like this Friday yeah. when I get paid again. And I'll just go and do that. And then I'll send them to you. <laughs> Ooh, sounds good to me. Because <laughs> I, I don't can always, always use more stickers. Oh, they're such cool stickers too. They have like, I think I went through like at least a hundred throughout their little like binders. And I'm like, I can't choose. So I didn't choose any. <laughs> yeah. So we have a legend that we're going off of. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of broad. So we're going off of game name, platform, genre style, character cards, and bio. Bio is mm-hmm. pretty obvious. But oh, so yeah. the game name is obviously the name of the game. Platforms could be like board games, PCs. Yes, that includes Mac and whatever. And then we also have console, VR, role play, mm-hmm. which can be any kind of form, cards. Yep. Um, and then whatever else kind of falls into that <laughs> category. Yeah. I think you covered them all. I pulled them up. I pulled it up on Wikipedia and I'm like, types of games. And there was like genre and type seem to kind of like intermingle. And I'm like, I don't want them to intermingle. So I changed mm-hmm. it to platform. Genre and style, I kind of created and I kind of pulled in types with it. So there's like horror thriller, MMOs, which are... Uh, do you know what they are? Uh, Come on. 
massive multiplayer online. Did you look it up? No, I had to remember. Okay, good. <laughs> well, no, no. See, the thing is, is I, I gonna... always hear it called MMORPG, so it's massive oh. multiplayer online role play game. So That's I had true. to remember what the first three were. I that forgot. was my problem with separating MMORPG. the whole name. I forgot MMO. MMO is the abbreviation of the abbreviation, but I still read MMORPG, and I had to remember what the MMO of that was. A classic example of MMORPG is World of Warcraft. Mm -hmm. But also, you would have known I was typing. You know how loud my keyboard is. (laughs) Oh, that's true. I would have known you were going for it. Yeah, (laughs) because... My, I mean, I don't know if you can hear mine's like... Can you even hear that? No, I have Ah. have a typewriter style that literally has a typewriter feedback sound. I've always wanted a mechanical keyboard, and I want to get one of those that's like legit like laid with like, you know, foil or, or metal. Mm-hmm. And then it looks like, you know, like a cash register kind of like keys. Mine, mine oh, is backlit. So cool. Basically rainbow, but the rainbow like waves as it's just sitting still. Can you take a picture of this? I want to see this. Yeah. I want to see this so bad. I have like a wireless, <laughs> I have wireless everything at work. So this is the most expensive item I've personally bought for my computer. And it was because I could not pass it up. I have to see what this is. All right, it is on its way. Um, And then there's also strategy, casual, open world. Open world could be like what? Open world would be like Monster Hunter. Again, World of Warcraft. Disney Infinity. What about Final Fantasy? No, Final Fantasy is straight. I put it under RPG. It does have some open world, but it guides you. Ooh, that's exactly what I want. (laughs) <laughs> Those are the type of little keys I'm thinking of. Yes, it is a beautiful keyboard, oh and God. I adore it. I would love to play with this. Anim- I think Animal Crossing might actually be counted as an open world. Oh, yeah, and I also forgot to put in their sandbox, but I didn't put sandbox in there. Oh, and I can't even believe I didn't think of Minecraft as one of these games. I'm going to put. It yeah, down. there's some you just don't think about, also limited to five. Yeah, and we have an honorable mentions as well, so if we don't and win I the had game... To stop. <laughs> Because <laughs> we could keep going on with this one. So we have that. We have character cards. So character and cards, it's basically game characters. Or if you play like Magic the Gathering or Pokemon, they're the cards that you play that have characters on them mm-hmm. or types of cards. And then obviously, you know, a biography of the game itself. Yeah. So you're the first one. Why don't mm-hmm. you go for it? My very first one, and I love the entire series, but I picked my absolute favorite is the um project zero also known as the fatal frame series and it's fatal frame two crimson butterfly i thought you were gonna say crimson butt for a second i'm like what is (laughs) don't yeah there there is actually (laughs) a remake of this on film it's almost impossible to find don't um (sighs) yeah but fatal frame two crimson butterfly it is if i'm not mistaken it's for the ps2 only unless it got remade for any of the Nintendo systems, but I played it on PS2. It is a survival horror. Ooh. The main character, you play as Mio Amakura, and you have her sister with you who is more trouble than she's worth. You get trapped in a location called All God's Village, where it has basically been destroyed by a catastrophe from a ritual they do i don't want to give away too much but yeah it's it involves twins and one of them dying the ritual failed and now they're stuck in that village that relives that night over and over again your only weapon is a camera and everything in the village wants to kill you huh yep 
It runs on the Japanese legend that if you tra- take a photo of something, it takes away part of your spirit. I think it's Japanese. I think it is. So your weapon is a camera. That's all you got. So you're fighting these uh, misformed and injured ghosts, and you are staring them right in the face. Would I be incorrect to assume then that like gingers who have no souls, wouldn't that mean that majority of Japan would also have no souls, given the fact that they take just hundreds of pictures? And that's, yeah, I mean, if you go by that, that legend has since been removed, but it's the I old, bet. old days. Yeah. But there are now five games in the canon, but number two will always remain my favorite because A, it was my first, and B, I just, I love the storyline. I'll tell you, if I, if, <laughs> if, if that were my, like, if I had to base my life off of that, I would have lost my soul like 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> From the yeah. moment I had a camera on my phone. <laughs> I I sold my soul for a case of water. I ain't got anything left. Uh, what? Yeah. Uh, it's called Liquid Death. Um, it's a canned water company. And one of their promotions is if you sell your soul, you get a free case of their water when you purchase a case. I could not pass that up. That sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just went, can't pass it up. I'm doing it. <laughs> that's legit so it's it's real i don't know if the promotion i'm pretty sure the promotion's still going on but i took advantage of it as soon as i heard it huh well that sounds cool oh yeah but yeah fatal frame it actually was my very first video game that i beat i gotta tell you i've never really beaten a video game on my own before <laughs> this one i've beaten and i I play it is one of the scariest it is a terrifying game so play it in the dark uh, but funny story for number three, for Fatal Frame 3, I was playing it. No, it was Fatal Frame 1. I was playing it, and you're in the middle of an earthquake, basically. Every now and then, the screen would shake, and the controller's rumble pack would go off. Oh, that would drive me nuts. Well, what I what, what happened was I was focused on the game and not hearing what was going on in the background. And all of a sudden, the house shook. Oh, my God. At the same time as the screen and my controller rumbled. That would have been the most... Because the washing machine got off balance. Oh, no. I was going to be like, did that you actually have an earthquake? scared the ever-loving shit out of me <laughs> to the I point I dropped the controller so and backed weird. up. And I'm like, what? Just And then I heard the washer. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> that would be so freaky, too. Imagine like playing so like cool. in the dark with the AC on. Because when it's cold, it just makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. And then you have your headset on. So I have like over the ear headset and it blocks out the sound on the out. Yeah. What do they call Noise canceling. Mm-hmm. Jack the sound up and that all happens. Yep. Oh, and I'm no, still playing the most recent one, which just got, which I think it was a remake, but it just got released on the Switch. Uh, Fatal Frame 5 made in a black water, which I'm just got now I'm playing it. Sounds fun. Sounds like a game I'm never going to play. I recommend it to everyone, period. <laughs> Everyone but me. (laughs) I recommend you do it too. In the dark, stream it so I can laugh. Uh, No. I get really scared. I could even play Slender Man, and that should tell you something. Oh, I love that game. (laughs) All right. So my game of choice, this is actually one of my favorite games to play. It's called Gunfire Reborn. It's a roguelite. We'll go into that in a second. As far as I can tell, you can only play it on PC and it's only available on Steam at the moment. And right now, well, when this actually comes out, let me see. 
No, yeah. So when this actually comes out, it's still an early access. And then I believe on November 22nd, they are going to be releasing version 1.0. So a lot of like early access games means there's going to be bugs in the games and stuff. Mm -hmm. I just tell you, they were hella annoying, but still playable. I had to look up what the hell roguelite versus roguelike was. So for anyone who doesn't know, I'm just going to kind of explain this real quick. I found the easiest explanation. When you die in a roguelite game, light, not with a K, you take something with you into the next run. That might be experience points. That might make you stronger, unlocking new items to find in a dungeon, cards to add to your deck, or any type of upgrade. Though you will still restart the game every time you die, and you never truly restart from zero because you already have something that you gain with it. So in this case, you gain these little, like, coins coins you never get to take with you but you use that to buy like weapons and cool stuff in like your actual run but you do get like experience spheres and then you use that to upgrade your character to do more special abilities whereas a rogue like with a k you take nothing when you die there is no progression in between each turn and every time you restart you're restarting from absolute zero mm-hmm. so with a roguelite in gunfire reborn what's really neat about this is that Each and every time you play the game, the experience is always new. So you never know what you're going to get. There's, I think, three worlds right now. So the first world's kind of like this dungeon kind of aspect to it. The second one's more of a desert. And the third one's more kind of like ocean-y, lagoon-y kind of style. And they're really well put together. It's got a very, you know, Asian-like feel to it. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of fun to play. And every time you go through a portal in the levels and stuff, they change. So even if you played it all the way through and you die and you start again, chances are you'll never get that same sequence of levels again. And that's the coolest part because you never Mm -hmm. know what you're going to get. You'll never know what guns you're going to get. You never know what uh, secret or special abilities are going to be offered to upgrade your ascension. It's a lot of fun things that you never, a lot of surprises, basically. Yeah, and turns out I do actually know a roguelike game. Yeah, so there's a lot of them out there, but Mm -hmm. it's the difference between the two that kind of help it out. Because I honestly had no idea until I researched it. Now, currently in the early access, there are only five playable characters. There's the Crown Prince, who is basically a cat. And -hmm. the Crown Prince, his primary is an energy orb that you can shoot out and it freezes them. And then his secondary attack is a smoke grenade that basically deteriorates them which is quite cool the second guy is i think it's albai or albai a-o and then b-a-i and he's like a dog he's kind of like a dog with dreadlocks it's kind of cool his primary ability is dual building and then his secondary ability is throwing explosive grenades i like the secondary ability yeah they get much cooler the third guy his name is king yan or I think it's King Yang. He's like a bird. He's like, and his like whole thing is he is uh, he specializes in like sniper and bows and arrows and all that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. his primary attack is a leap. So he basically like jumps up in the air and lunges at the character and pretty much destroys them, which is awesome. And his secondary is a cleave, which is basically just him taking his basically like take your elbow, fold it in, and then just like basically go to hit someone that's what a cleave is but his okay. cleaves are like super powerful so that's really cool about him i personally like this one and i always play as this character 
Their name is Lilu. Mm-hmm. Lilu is another style of cat. I would say Lilu is more like an Arctic cat or an Arctic leopard, like a snow leopard type. Mm-hmm. So it looks like. Yeah, his primary is fatal current fatal current basically when he does fatal current he like lights up with lightning and then when you shoot someone that person literally like gets struck by a bolt of lightning and that Mm. like really destroys them and then the secondary is chain lightning which is instead of like throwing a bomb or anything you shoot like static electricity out and you can actually hit one enemy and then if there's other enemies nearby it'll then bounce off of all the other ones too and so what's cool about his character that i really like is that there are certain ascensions that allow you to connect all of the currents together so once it bounces off all the enemies then they all take an additional 20 percent damage and then for the next like three seconds you can do an additional damage to them which is really cool yeah and they all have like their bonuses like his health is not the greatest his shield's Mm -hmm. not the greatest but he's also one of the fastest characters. So there are slow characters, there are fast characters, and there are spells and potions in the game that make you go faster or slower as well. So you can find those. And then the last one that we know of, this is one of the newer characters that they mm-hmm. released in the fall edition. I clicked on it. I'm looking at her. She's so cute. Yeah. So her name is Tao. Tao is like a, I think is a bunny. We're, mm-hmm. I'm, we're not quite sure what she is, but we know that she looks kind of like a bunny. Her primary is called swords out and so what she does is she literally shoots a sword out of her body and it like penetrates the enemy and Mm -hmm. so the more you upgrade her the more swords that she can shoot out and then there's also like upgrades to her ascension where if you shoot someone with a critical hit then a sword will shoot out and hit them as well which is really cool And then her secondary, which is also a really neat one, is called Fatal Bloom. And it's basically her taking like a petal or a blossom and she throws it out and kind of like explodes and then like just kind of does collateral damage to a multitude of enemies, which is quite nice. And what's nice about her secondary is it works around corners. Mm. It's really nice to take out the enemies that are like hidden and oh, it's such a beauty. So yes, she's a lot of fun totally recommend it Mm -hmm. as far as like the story on it it's not much of a story i mean you're trying to get from beginning to end and that's pretty much it you can play up to four people that's you plus three others and they can range in different levels and i think you can go as high right now as 120 Mm -hmm. and then there's different levels there's like easy hard intermediate insane nightmare mode and then there was one like beyond that one and i believe in version 1.0 they're going to be releasing either one or two more characters and then two more worlds or levels which we're really excited about it's kind of holding out i've been playing saints row until gunfire gets its final updates so mm-hmm. i'm really excited so i would recommend that game it's a fun game especially if you're into kind of like this style of game and it's got lots of fun furry aspects all throughout the game itself so yeah that's what i would recommend it it looks fun. I I was researching it alongside when you were reading it. I'm like, okay, they're all cute. Yeah, and it's yeah, I mean, like I said, it's on Steam, but it's so much mm-hmm. fun to play with friends. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Tal yeah. is adorable, and I might actually now look this up and play it. So yeah, if you get it, let's play together because it's a lot of fun. Yes. Yeah. All right, it's your turn. All right, next one. Um, I grouped this one together because making me choose this it becomes more impossible than picking five games. So I'm going with Magic the Gathering. 
Digimon card game and Pokemon card game because they're essentially the same category. Tabletop trading card game for the platform uh, genre. It goes under strategy and collectibles for the character cards. I picked my favorite from each for Magic the Gathering. It is a card called Hellkite Overlord. It is a giant, beautiful game winning dragon for Digimon. I picked my favorite companion Digimon Doraemon, which is a little purple dragon. Do you see a pattern? Digimon. I have been watching it since the day it I saw I saw it the day it released. Is Digimon kind of like the not so great hit of Pokemon or no. is it just which one came first? It's kind of like asking which came first like last week Adam's family or the Munsters. They oh, were released so close to each other. It's almost that, impossible to know. Yeah, but which one was come up with first? Um, Pokemon did come out first, um, and it exploded a lot better because it was a collectible thing. Digimon was more of the, you get one partner Digimon and you train it. So I like the storylines a lot more in Digimon, always have, and I'm a huge fan of the show, so the card game was natural. But my favorite's always been the Doramon and his line. It's a little purple dragon. He's adorable. And then for Pokemon... I picked Houndoom, which is a fire dark type hellhound. Uh, Love him. Quick description of each, and I will make them as quick as possible. Magic the Gathering for just the standard formats. You're either looking at a 40, a 60, or a 100 card deck. The purpose of it is to play land, which lets you summon bigger and bigger things and play bigger and bigger spells to take your opponent's life from 20 or 40 to zero. Huh. That's it. Pretty simple. It gets a lot more complex from there. The bait, the storyline of it, it was created by Mark Rose, not Mark Rosewater. Dang it. You're supposed um, to be the expert on this one. I am, but I suck with names. <laughs> um, the funny part is I can name every card that was named around him. It'll come to me. And someone's shouting at it, but it was Mark Rosewater's the current creator. I cannot believe Autumn just told me. It's Richard Garfield. He went to Wizards of the Coast, who makes Dungeons and Dragons, and had an idea for a game. Well, they told him, we can't do it yet, but we want you to create a portable quick play version of Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> and that is Magic the Gathering. Which is huge to this day. Mm-hmm. You play as a what's called a Planeswalker, which is a being that can travel the different planes of the multiverse, and you can cast and control spells from each one. I've been playing for 12 years now, and I will never stop, no matter how bad they're messing it up right now. I'll skip to the second oldest, which is the Pokemon trading card game. Pretty simple. You're a trainer. You have a 60-card deck with your Pokemon in it, and you get six prize cards. And when you collect all six of them, which is the equivalent of knocking out your opponent's six Pokemon, you win. This game has been a worldwide phenomenon since it released, and it's still going strong today. And all and here's the thing, all of these, well, Pokemon and Magic have an online equivalent. So you can play it online. Digimon's working on it. And then the newest is the Digimon card game. It released last year, actually. Last year or the year before. And that one, you and your companion Digimon are trying to break through your opponent's firewall, which is their security cards. Once you break through all six of them and hit your opponent directly, it's game over. Wow. And yeah, they're very extensive. I'm simplifying them. It has taken me forever to play and master these. And I'm still learning. 
This one might actually be the most furry game on my list. Second most furry game on my list. Because there's every, I mean, right now we're on a plane called Innistrad, which is a horror plane, which has big buff werewolves. Wow. I'm you not like big. werewolves. You yeah. love werewolves. Oh God, they're hot. Like, <laughs> it, like, oh my God, they're, and the thing is I actually play the werewolf creature type. So big shocker, but yeah, they're, they're big buff, just amazing werewolves. <laughs> and uh, yeah, <laughs> werewolves and vampires. That's this set right now. It's amazing. It's there. There's so many. I could cover the whole thing, but I'm, as I said, I'm trying to narrow this one down because I could talk for literally hours on it, but I recommend it. If anybody wants to play arena, go back to the episode where I was interviewed and my code is there. While you were talking about those three different games, I looked it up and currently now I don't know how old this statistic is so the mm-hmm. name the number could have changed but currently in existence there are more than 20,000 unique magic the gathering cards with hundreds added every year yeah this year alone there's probably been a thousand cards added good lord and you can ask you can ask my wife i know most of them i have an odd memory of i i know an odd memory of all the strategies from this game that's so weird. I, I, that's why I should never play you because I would never win. I go, I go, I will not let you win, but I will go easy on you. I promise. My friend Rue is like, hey, let's play magic. And I'm like, I've never played. And he's like, don't worry. It's a really easy game. That's bullshit. <laughs> it's a really effing hard game to play. <laughs> Actually, I will tell you. I'd rather is- play Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Actually, to me, Yu-Gi-Oh! is one of the more complicated to learn and Well, master. now it is. Magic the Gathering is very, very easy to learn. It is a nightmare to master because there are hundreds of different mechanics, an infinite number of strategies. In fact, it is proven Magic the Gathering is the most complex game ever created. Oh, I believe it. Because they cannot program an AI to handle it, even on the most basic level. There'd be a little bit, you would need multiple AI. Yeah, there's you no way. just do one singular. There's no way because there's so many different strategies, responses, combinations. It's, it's crazy. Even a player building the same, if you have 100 players building off of the same strategy, you'll have 100 different deck types and 100 different play styles. And there's no way to predict that. So, yeah, it's considered the most complex game, even at its simplest form. When did Pokemon, the card game, when did that come out? Mm, I want to say 1995 or 1996, I want to take And then everything else probably would have followed after suit. Actually, Magic's the oldest. No, I mean, like, all the other Pokemon games would probably follow suit after that. Correct. Like Game Boy and all that fun stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, to kind of give you guys just a little perspective of how big the verse is of Magic the Gathering versus Pokemon. Magic the Gathering doesn't have a TV show like Pokemon does. And Pokemon is huge. (laughs) I mean, Mm -hmm. everyone knows what Pokemon is. People know what Magic the Gathering is too. But because of everything that's been going on with Pokemon, only in existence to this day, there's only about 7,000 cards that have been created. Mm-hmm. And that's like yours, only about a couple hundred are added each year. And that was in 1998. Mm-hmm. All with that. And Magic the Gathering doesn't have 
all of what Pokemon has. And it has more than like three times the amount yep. of cards and strategy and, and complexity to it. It's quite crazy. Um, and right now, I just wanted to check, and this might be off right now. Oh, I can go to TCG player. That might answer my question. Um, right now, a damaged or lightly played unlimited, which is the third set in Magic the Gathering, period. A damaged unlimited Black Lotus has sold for $19,000. My God, it's so ridiculous. Near mint, if I'm not mistaken. Last I checked, it was in the, I, I almost would dare to say in the millions. My brothers played Magic the Gathering. Of all my brothers, because none of them are super nerdy, you would think, oh, that didn't work through. I'll just keep it open. I was trying to close my window. Of all the brothers, I just never thought my oldest would be the one that played it. And then I think my my favorite brother, Chad, he's actually a good player. He doesn't play it anymore, but I'm sure if you were to pick up a deck, he could easily play it. I have currently... In my library of decks, I have over 20 modern, 50 pauper, which is common only. Uh, modern is 8th edition to current day. And another dozen commander, which is a 100 card, what's called singleton format, which means you can only have one copy of a card in a deck. Those are my current lists. That's ridiculous. By the way, the you have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> the way I have it set up is I don't have actually that many cards. I rotate cards between decks. Wow. But on January 27th of this year, an Alpha Black Lotus got sold, which Magic came out in 1993, uh, $511,100. Wow. Can you imagine if if that was like an NFT, though? A what? Like an NFT, like those digital things. Yeah. I wonder, you know, I'm not going to look at it because I don't want to get <laughs> too far into it. But wow, that's a lot. In contrast, a shadowless Charizard from the base set of Pokemon uh, went for $30,100. Wow, that's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. You could sell that and go buy a new car. Hello. I've actually seen, I've seen someone who had a page, which is 16 Black Lotuses. You could buy a house off of that. This is ridiculous. A uh, hundred times over. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow. Yep. Well, that is, that's Magic the Gathering for you folks. That's not a game I play. No, no. As a, as a. <laughs> and Pokemon. As, I just want to, want to say as a little asterisk there, it is not, what I was listing were the most expensive cards in the games. They are not that expensive to play. In all honesty, if you want to go cheap. to a tournament, you could probably go and have fun with a deck for about $100 to $150. You're not going to have to build the $1,000 to $5,000 decks to compete. And you can also just go to like a toy store. I don't even have toy stores anymore. You could probably go to your local game shop. <laughs> yep. Your look tabletop. Up, um, Game Look shop. up your local local game store or LGS. Go there. Ask them how to if they have magic, our Pokemon, our Digimon. <sighs> ask them how will. to learn, and chances are they have starter decks or someone that will be willing to teach you. That's how I learned, dude. That, like game stores here, so I'm not talking like GameStop. We're talking like you know, go in. They have board games everywhere and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Game stores is like crack here in Utah. They're everywhere. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
because Utah is like a mecca of nerdy nerd nerd players. I think EA Games is here yep. somewhere. We have um the one local to me is called Big Boy Games. Um, it actually <laughs> opened up when our local one closed, and a couple of about forty five minutes away is called Gamers Geekery and Tavern. It's literally a card shop and a bar. Oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, it is. It was brilliant. Reminds me of Brewies. It's a it's a place you can go watch a movie and drink. Mm-hmm. We had we had one of those. It closed down recently. I was sad. Okay, so I guess your turn because as I said, I could talk. This this would be a six. Yeah, hour we literally if I spent went. like 15, 20 minutes just on yours alone. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Yeah. Um, so the game I have listed here is one that Felix has played. It's called Dust and Elysian Tale. So a lot of you might be familiar with that name. The platform that you can play on this one is PC, Mac, and Linux, if you use Linux, PS4, and Nintendo Switch. And the genre of this one is an action RP, so role play, mm-hmm. hack and slash. Not actually ever heard of that as a ter- as a genre, but... Do you, I'm sure you know what that is. It's if I'm not mistaken, it's just yeah, it's outright just slash kill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's just outright, just go for it. And then uh, the last one is called Metroidvania, which is an actual style. And I had to pull this up because it was kind of a a weird one. But apparently, Metroidvania is a subgenre of action adventure video games focused on guided non linearity and utility gated exploration and progression. That's a mother clusterfuck of mm-hmm. <laughs> words right there. Typically based on two dimensional gameplay. And it's kind of like a kind of like a weird mashup between like Metroid and Castlevania is basically yep. where the two come together. Um, and hack and slash is a uh, emphasis on combat with a melee based weapon. Okay. So swords and blades are in some cases chainsaws. That makes sense. The different characters in here are very furry forward. There's dust and dust. I believe is a warm blood species. I'm not really sure about all the characters themselves, so I kind of just pulled up like pictures because I like pictures. Fidget, which a lot of people draw, Fidget's kind of like I want to say like a f- is a is a nimbat. Is that an actual thing? I no. don't know, but it's I want to say Fidget's kind of like a really cute looking like I want to say like a like a like a chibi fox with dragon wings. But, it's a flying fox if the bat actually looked like a freaking fox. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It does look like a bat. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It like looks a like a flying fox. fox if you put bat wings on a kit and fox. bat ears. Yeah. Yes. The next one is... No, I think that's just the actual title. Um, this one is Ara. Is that an actual person? No, I think that's someone's weapon. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's just a weapon. <laughs> okay. Haley, that's a person. <laughs> that's, yep. a, that's a thing. Uh, species is a warm blood. So I'm not sure what the species actually is. Probably could look into that. But to describe what she looks like, I don't know. But she's kind of cute. And then there's Cassius, or Cassius, who appears to be black and white. And that's all he appears to ever look like in all the games or all the stuff. There's Ginger. Ginger is interesting. Ginger's kind of like like a mouse fawn with bat ears mm-hmm. and like a slutty dress. I like so that dress. Yeah, I wouldn't I'd, wear I'd it. I'd wear it. 
If I was in like, you know, Renaissance, yeah, I probably would wear it. Oh, I love I love cold shoulder stuff like that. I'm in. I've never been to a Ren Fair, but I've always wanted to go. They're fun. They have them once in a, once in a while here. But there is a place called Evermore. And it's basically like a giant Ren Fair here. So that's cool. And then the last guy is Fail. Fail is a character that lives in Aurora Village and gives multiple quests to Dust if the player chooses to speak with him. And mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what this... He kind of looks like Fifel a little bit. He does. So, but like with Fifel meets, you know, Indiana Jones. Kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. But... Basically, the bio of this whole game is that dust takes place in a world populated by anthropomorphic creatures. So right then and there, bam, furry. (laughs) Where the main character dust comes upon a sentient sword, the Blade of Ara, and its guardian, Fidget. Without memories of his past, Dust follows Fidget's advice and aids the population of the world against forces led by a general, I'm going to say Gase, or Geis. Or gays. And you kind of just play this game and all that fun stuff. So Mm -hmm. if you want to know more about it, we'll have all of the information that you need in a Trello board. You guys can just click on the Trello link and then find all the cool stuff that we've pulled up. I would recommend this game. Felix really likes it. It's a fun game. So go for it. Uh Uh-huh. And that's mine. Okay. My next ones... Again, I combine because this is impossible. Because. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, is the first one is very popular amongst furries, I've noticed. And it's Beat Saber, which is for the PlayStation VR. It's a beat rhythm game where you're basically using, for lack of better terms, lightsabers to play. Basically, it's DDR with lightsabers. Have you seen the one where there's a furry that uses dildos? <laughs> Yes, you can mod it. I, I have a I, I have a friend. I have a friend that the blocks on the title screen because when you're at the title screen, there's the blocks laying everywhere. They're Dakimoras, which is sexy furry Dakimoras sitting everywhere. Yeah. Yes, I've seen that, and I kind of want it. Yeah, and yeah, that's basically the, the synopsis of it. Your it's just a rhythm game where you're using lightsabers to hit blocks to the beat of a music or to a song. I love it. It's a good workout. But the counterpart to that is called Pistol Whip. It's Beat Saber, but you use guns. Which sounds awesome. And I don't really need to say much else. The difference is, is Pistol Whip doesn't use actual songs. They use their own like rhythm songs and stuff. But oh my god, it is so cool to just, you know, shoot people in the head from a distance. <laughs> to the beat of a song. And they're all polygons, so there's no like people, but it's still just so much fun to do. I love it. I, I, I played it and ended up playing it for like four or five hours. Yeah, it's a fun game to watch. I like I like watching like YouTube videos and stuff of it. And then of course, you know, Felix sends me all the the naughty stuff. I actually watched Markiplier play Pistol Whip the first time, and I just I think I immediately signed off of it and then went and bought it. <laughs> I would. I saw him play it. I fell in love. I went straight to the PlayStation store, found out it had it, purchased it, downloaded it, and played it for hours. I'll have to go pull up Pistol Whip when we're not recording. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to like freak out. Oh, yeah. It sounds like a really fun game. Though. It is. Watch Markiplier's because he's, as always, hysterical. And can you literally just upload any music to it? Or is there specific songs? It's specific songs. It has its own. Beat Saber is a little different. Uh, The PlayStation one is very limited. You have what's on there. The Oculus version, the Steam and Oculus versions, you can mod heavily. Um, You can get fan-made things. You can get, you know, the Bad Dragon. 
horse dildo <laughs> saber. That's the one I've seen. <laughs> in different colors and different floppiness. It's amazing. But I, I don't have an Oculus. I have a PSVR. So I have the what I would consider the more limited version. But it is still fun. And I love it. Especially because I can crank it up to 200 times speed on a song. And it makes things a lot more fun for me. I'm saving up for an Oculus so that mm-hmm. I can start doing VR and stuff. My PSVR was a gift. Otherwise, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting an Oculus eventually. Yeah, and I want to get a premium, not like a base price. Agreed. If I'm going to get an Oculus VR. It's going to be a damn sweet looking one. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, the, yeah, that was the short and sweet one. So yeah. your turn now. Yeah, well, mine's kind of short and sweet, too. So I'll just go with this one. But before I go, whoop, 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 it's a trigger warning. Whoop, whoop. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so the game that we're going to be, I'm going to be talking about is called Night in the Woods. And the reason I have a trigger warning on this one is because the game itself, while is fun to play, has a really dark, sinister kind of like. Oh, God, yes. I guess you could say thing going in it. And there's a mm-hmm. lot that's going in or going on in the game itself. So if you're someone who is still struggling or is just you know, I struggle with depression, but I don't think this will be a mm-hmm. game that would affect me. But if you're, you know, if you struggle with depression um, or just kind of gloomy, like just dark kind of games or dark kind of thoughts, I would probably steer away from this game until you get your issues balanced. But until then, Night in the Woods can be played on PC, Mac, Linux, PS4, Xbox One, and then Xbox One. Okay, Xbox X- One. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, it's, it's it's an experimental platform. <laughs> <laughs> Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. The genre it was kind of hard to figure out this one, so it was I would say it's an adventure one. I'd say a dark adventure one. Mm-hmm. But the characters are super, super cute. So there are, as far as I can tell, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six characters, one that's missing, and then there's something called the cult, which I don't consider as a character because that's a group of people. But there is May Borowski, and then May Borowski, better known as May, is the player character and main protagonist of Night in the Woods. And May is a cat, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. And then there is Greg Lee, who is this fox, and he basically wears a leather jacket. And I think he's gay, too, isn't he? Because he's married to the bear. I think um, he's married to Angus, or his boyfriend is Angus. It's one of those. You'll find, I, I can't remember which one it is. I, I've seen him just because I know there's a lot of furry art about him. Yeah. Well, it says that he's in a relationship with Angus. Okay, yeah. So there you go. Boop, boop. Gay relationship. It's a very furry-esque game. Oh, yeah. And then the next one is, I don't know if it's Bia or Bo or Bea. Santello, which basically looks like a gothic crocodile type character. Beatrice Santello, better known as B. Okay, so I guess it's B. Mm -hmm. She's a member of the band and plays drums. There you go. Oh, she's a possum. Well, she lives with... No, her best friend's a possum. Never mind. I don't know what her deal is. She's a croc. What is this? That's a weird character. There's like main game, and then there's like longest night style character. That's weird. Mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. And then the next one is Angus, who is a bear that wears glasses and a top hat, and then like a green, I guess, sweater that I would never personally wear because it's not my color of choice. But Angus Delaney is a secondary character of Night of the Woods and Greg's boyfriend. 
And then you have uh, Selmers. And Selmers is a friend and fellow and neighbor of May on the block in Possum Springs. Not, sh- oh, I guess her species is also a bear. Yes. So I was that, about to say that it is bear. There's Casey Hartley. Uh, Casey Hartley is a cat. Casey Hartley was a resident of Possum Springs. He played the drums in the band with Greg, Angus, and May. That's all I will say with that one. Then there's (laughs) Germ Warfare, (laughs) also known as Jeremy Wharton. That's such a random, like, nickname. Most commonly known as Germ Warfare is a character in the game in Night of the Woods. Species is a bear. Oh, and he's 18. I would have never known. Did I say bear? You said bear. It I'm sorry. Bird. I meant to say I meant to say bird. That's what yeah. I, I meant to say. Bird. And then the last one says it's the cult, but I don't know if the cults really is anything. But basically, they say the cult is a mysterious anonymous group that worships the godlike creature, the black goat. And that's all we know about that. Kind of give you an idea of what the game is like. It basically is about May, who is an an only child, has returned home to Possum Springs, a town populated by zoomorphic humans. Now living in her parents' attic, she discovers how much times have changed since the closing of the town's coal mines, uncovering a dark secret mystery that leads her into the nearby woods. She's forced to confront a horrible secret that the town has hidden for decades involving not only the town's mind, but also recent disappearance of her longtime friend, Casey. May's friends also include Bea or Bea, uh, Beatrice, I guess, a cigarette smoking uh-huh. crocodile, May's childhood friend, Greg, a hyperactive fox, and his boyfriend, a bear named Angus. Paste describes the themes covered as mental illness, depression, the stagnancy, of the middle and lower classes and the slow death of a small town America. That's as far as I'm going to go with the actual overview of the game. There's more of it. You can read into the plot, but reading into the plot kind of ruins the game. Yeah. So that gives you an idea as to what the game is about. That's why there's the trigger warning, but I'd still recommend playing it. Oh yeah. It has a lot of nominations and awards to them. Oh yeah. Tons. Mm-hmm. So that's my game. Yep. Okay. So my second to is my second to last. Yes. This one is, I could kind of fudge the other ones to furry. This one's just one of my favorite games, period. Uh, It's called Singularity. (laughs) It is PlayStation 3, and I forgot to list it, but I played on PS3, but it's also on Steam. It is a first-person shooter and a survival horror. So this covered my FPSs because I have a ton of them I'm a big fan of. The main character is named Captain Nathaniel Ranko. And oh, I got to pull got to pull the link up for it so I can get the proper description and everything. FPS. First person per, shooter. Farts per stank value. Yes. Our first person shooter. That works which too. actually the funny part is, is that's not that actually could work the same way. <laughs> Basically, you are a military group going to a just to check on a radiation, an odd radiation signal coming from a Russian island Mm. called Kartuga 12. When you get there, everything goes like complete tits up. It, It goes bad and you end up crashing and only you and one other of your team survivors and you have to find that person. As you're going through, you start finding 
that time keeps resetting. You get sent back in time, you save somebody, and time changes. And that is basically the, it's a first-person shooter where you control and manipulate time. Hmm. It is incredible. You, it is very historic. It has about, it has three different endings. It depends on who you side with and how you act will depend on which ending you get. But the weapons are fun. The, the zombies, the the time manipulating zombies that are on there are awesome. The military you're fighting are cool. And once again, you can manipulate time in a shooting game. That's cool. There's even one of the weapons allows you once you fire the bullet, time freezes and you can guide that bullet until it hits its target. I've actually sent it around a room and then hit a guy that was behind something. Oh, this was the game that you were recommending that I played. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now it's just like, it's just dawned on me now. It's taken mm-hmm. like several months for it to now fix. Oh yeah. Out. This is one of those that I could have put Bioshock, Doom, anything in this slot. But to me, Singularity, the time manipulating portion Doom. is so unique that I could not put it. I couldn't pass up putting it in here. Doom or Duke Nukem, man. Uh, God, Duke Nukem has its own special place. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's one of those games that's not good, but it's everybody not, should but play not, it. But it's not horrible at the same oh, time. No, no. It's a living meme, and I love it. And by the way, there are multiple movies of Doom, and they're all equally awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're fun to watch. But I got to tell you, if, if they ever made a Duke, I, I don't know if they have or not. Please, if I'm wrong, no one yell at me. Is I there a movie for Duke one. Nukem? I thought they were making a Duke Nukem movie, or I thought they made one already. Let me see. I kind of want Nicolas Cage to play Duke Nukem. Oh, that would be I, so good. I need a living meme to play a living meme. I think. Oh, I guess it got canceled. That doesn't shock me. Um <laughs> And it was supposed to be John Cena that played Duke Nukem. See, to me, I just think you need someone so over the top. Like, I I think Nicolas Cage would be fun. And if they couldn't get Nicolas Cage, which Nicolas Cage would say yes to anything, then The Rock. No, not The Rock. Yeah. Dwayne Dwayne, The Rock Johnson would be a really good one because it it would just make it comedic. Yes. Nicolas Cage would be my probably pick Mm -hmm. as well. But yeah, Singularity, I'd highly recommend the game. It's one of those that very few people have really heard of. But it is a beautiful, beautiful game. I know of one person who's played it live streaming, but I'm not recommending it. If you can find someone else who's doing it, go for it. But it's what I would recommend playing yourself. Right on. My game that I've chosen next is not necessarily a furry forward game, but there are things you can do in it that are very much furry. And that game is Saints Row, the third and the fourth. This is also one of my other favorite games of playing along with all the borderlands games as well uh-huh. but saints row three and four is quite a comically fun game to play because it's literally a mock of uh, grand theft auto basically but so much more fun to play the platforms you can play on this one is pc and linux playstation 3 through 5 xbox series switch and luna wait why'd you get rid of it i didn't mean to Oh, just hit Control Z. There I did. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Sorry, I was co- I was copying, and I don't know what I hit. I had oh. a great, I had a blank. <laughs> I apologize. 
<laughs> we have notes. Yes. <laughs> we, we, we and I completely actively... screwed up. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, I think Luna is one of those like standalone like controller games that was supposed to be like a thing, but it never really blossomed into anything as far as I could tell. Mm-hmm. I think it was supposed to be kind of like this. I've never even heard of it. <sighs> you should Google it. It's really I'm interesting. I'm working on that. So the genre style of this one is action adventure. And I would put a mature like 16 plus on this one. 16 years of age, at least, just because of the things you can do. The characters. Oh, Amazon Luna. Got it. Okay. That makes more sense. Mm-hmm. So for the Third Street Saints, there's a whole bunch of players. But basically, you are known as Playa, which is... Basically, the leader of the Third Street Saints. My God. Third Street Saints. That's quite literally a tongue twister. Johnny Gat, who is second in command and also is just one of the worst looking characters I've seen. Shondi, who has just, man, like the, it's, it's like she's always on her period kind of like attitude, but she's badass. Pierce. Oh my God. Pretty badass hideous. too. What? I, sorry, just look up Johnny. Oh my God. Yeah, he's not the greatest. And there's something called the Gatmobile, and that's where they take his face and they put it on the front of like a van. And it is just awful. You drive this thing around, and it's only like main good thing about it is it can shoot flames out. But when you're driving and you shoot flames, it just, the flames pass you. So you essentially catch your own vehicle on fire. It's really annoying. Josh Burke is another one. He's a male model and an actor. I think he plays like, oh, I'm trying to think who he plays. Uh, something like Nightblade. That's who he plays, Nightblade. Um, Oleg, Angel, Kinsey Kensington, who is basically a former FBI like hacker nerd. Zemos, who is a pimp, but he, play- he only talks through an automated uh, or auto-tuned voice box, which is just like a one of those like old school mics that he like holds up to his his throat and he talks like this. But it's it's, it's really weird. But he he plays a like just an iconic role. And then where the furries come in here is that really (laughs) you can go into different shops like nobody loves me, or I think it's called called like naughty or lace or something like that. And then there's like the Zen or the planets. What is it called? Saints planet or whatever. It's a clothing store, but you can get like suits. And one of those comically classic suits is a fursuit. So you can literally become a fursuit in the game and you can play as a furry. Mm-hmm. Another fun thing that you can do in the game as well is something called, oh, let me see if I can find it. It's Profe- Professor Genki. Professor Genki is a, basically a character in the game that he's mostly known for all of his like crazy games that you can play in. But there's this one game, it's called Professor Genki's Super Ethical Reality Climax Show. <laughs> it's You go into it and there's just like, mascots that are dressed up so there's like furries hot dogs Mm -hmm. um just anything you can think of and your whole purpose of the game is to get from one point to the other by not dying you got to shoot everyone and it's fun it's just a totally like over the top totally out there ridiculous game but if you want to laugh and you want to have fun and just totally you know play around like nobody's business i highly recommend saints row three and four but that's about it. I, I want the Gatmobile. That's all I, that's <laughs> the all I want. Gatmobile. I'm oh. looking at it. It is the most glorious thing I've ever seen. 
Okay, so I gotta say, one of the one of the coolest weapons in there. Okay, so it's you. You always have an option to have like a bat or a golf club. Wait, wait. Does it beat a cigarette flamethrower? That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> well, it's a giant dildo, is what it is. <laughs> okay, you win. Never mind. There we go. <laughs> it's a giant dildo. You can beat people with the giant dildo. In the yeah, but I call that Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> in. This gets better though. In Saints Row 4, it's kind of like you're stuck in like a digital, like virtual reality simulation kind of a thing. Uh huh. And one of them is like, I can't remember if it's called the Exterminator or something, but basically, yes, it looks, oh, it's the Penetrator. And it's basically exactly what you would think it would look like. It's this long, <laughs> like robot looking <laughs> stick and you shove it up someone's butt. And then you basically press your button and they fly up into the sky like a rocket and explode. <laughs> so you basically I just... am downloading this tonight. It is an amazing game. <laughs> oh, and by the way, I have the list of the horns for the Gatmobile. I'm totally going to find out if I can find all these. I'm loading at least one of them as an alarm. Yeah, you get... Oh, this so, it's so much fun. The guns that you can do, like there's a lot of fun games uh, or guns. Like in three, you can't customize your weapons, but in four, you can customize your weapons to look like certain things. So you can take a rocket launcher and turn it into an ice cream cone or a guitar case. And there's just like, I think for one of their, I think it's like an AK-47. It can be an AK-47 or you can turn it into a super soaker. It's just, there's all these like fun ways of doing things. So Highly recommend four if you want just like a ridiculous over the top game. Saints Row three though, just it's they're both classic. So highly oh recommend. It. God, I yes. kind of want the vehicle just in real life. <laughs> It'd be so much fun to see it like like like, like 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 this is the maximum. This is the Stephen King maximum overdrive transfer truck with the Green Goblin's face on it. It's so. If bad. Stephen King was on more drugs than that, wow, yeah. It's pretty bad. If you guys like when you're listening to this, if you can, you're not driving, just look up the Gapmobile. You'll know exactly what we're looking at. <laughs> but, oh, I sent and, you a link on Telegram. You are we're totally putting our, yeah, we're totally putting this on in the in the link descriptions. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised the thing doesn't like, you know, it's not top heavy based off of game physics, but whatever. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. <laughs> this is the stupidest thing I've I want it. It is so dumb. It is so dumb. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's, yeah. Oh, it's a cigarette. I didn't realize it was a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, it's a cigarette. And his, and the list of the horns is hysterical. That's so dumb. I love it. All right. Your okay, turn. moving on. I can share this all day long. <laughs> um, I'm mesmerized. Okay. My last one is a board game or it's a, it's one of those, I say board game, it's a card game, but it's, you would classify it as a board game it is called whack a cat girl (laughs) um i have owned this particular game for a very long time because when i heard of it in an anime convention i needed it sorry bird is responding i can hear it yeah i heard of it i tracked it down and i needed it it is a card game for two to five players takes about 30 minutes to play you lay out various cat girls. Oh my god, I'm looking at it right and now. And you are trying to lure them with shiny objects. Oh my god. And then you hit them with it. Wow. Uh-huh. And you get it's 
each one has points and then you get bonuses for each one if you get multiples. Like there's tentacles, cameras, ninjas, there's cat boy, there's yaoi manga. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff. It is so much fun. There's also an expansion that gives you um, more power-ups. I own that one too. I have not... I've not... Like ever, a game I've, that could be like overly sexualized. Yes. <laughs> I have not yet found another copy of it. Really? I've only ever seen the copy that I personally own. Huh. And it even took me a while to find. There might be... It might be easier to find nowadays, but I've not... I've only ever been able to find the expansion. If you can find it, I highly recommend it. If I mention that I'm, if I happen to be at a con, I'll most likely have it with me. There is actually a way to play it live action. But yeah, there is a way to do it live action, but I'd have to go back and look up how to do it. It's a fun game. I've only ever lost once. And my wife was the one that beat me because I made a mistake. But yeah, I love it. It is so stupid. It looks like it shouldn't be good, but it is one of the best games I've ever played. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, you're staring at them. It's- no, no. I tried to find Whack a Cat Girl card game, and this is the first thing that popped up. <laughs> yep. Spank. Space Sp- Pirate Amazon Ninja Cat Girl. Yes. <laughs> and it is a Steve Jackson game. Yes. I just heard your wife. Is Did she get excited about that? Uh, that no, one of our dogs is getting into something. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I can't seem to find a Wacka Cat Girl. When it's mm-hmm. it's gonna be like one of those gotta find it on the dark web kind of a thing. Yep, I found it on. I found the expansions on Amazon. I've not found a original copy. That's I am crazy. extremely protective of my copy for obvious reason because I can't get another one. So yeah, this was going to be taken by another. I wanted a board game in this slot, but I didn't want a cliche. I wanted one that no one else had heard of. You would think it'd be on eBay, but no, it's not. You got oh. like them all. Whack-a-mole, whack-a-dinosaur, yep. whack-a-frog. Yep, as as Mondi Games. And I think they're <clears throat> still in business, but they have discontinued this game. Bummer. Which makes it a super high price game now because everyone wants it. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, I'm actually looking on their website, which still exists. They're the ones who do um One Deck Dungeon. I wonder if you could do... I bet you could... If you, you have an original copy then of the game. Yes, I do. You could just reproduce it. Yeah. But yeah, they don't even have it listed on their games on Asbundy. <laughs> Someone's got to have it. Someone has it and they need to give it up. Yep. So yeah, that that's it. It's very it's very simple of a game, but it's just, I, I, I couldn't. It's also, <laughs> you say whack a cat girl and everybody goes, wait, what? You know, it reminds me of that one game on Steam that uh, Felix maybe play where you play as a pair of panties, girls' panties, mm-hmm. and you basically fly around and you try to destroy other people who are also women's panties. Oh my god, they don't even have it on their earlier games list. It's ridiculous, but it's, it's so almost much... like they're ashamed of it, and I love it. It probably is a. It's probably like for that reason it was yeah. discontinued. So carry on. <laughs> okay. The uh, the last game on the list is a game that I found uh, literally by just searching games that are furry and furry games. And I came up with a game called Winds of Change. And after seeing the pictures, I thought to myself, yep, 
a furry designed this game or at least did the art for it because there's no way anyone else would have done something like this. The platform is PC, Mac, Linux, and it's undetermined. I couldn't find out if it's available on Nintendo Switch now or if it's coming soon to Nintendo Switch and people are just posting reviews because they somehow got access to it. Genre, RPG, adventure, indie game, and then, of course, just as like a regular adventure. I didn't want to put adventure, adventure together because I thought it was weird. So about the game... Winds of Change is a 2D visual novel point and click adventure game. Now I don't know what the I don't know what a novel game is. Do do you know what that is? Um a novel game, it sounds like I'm assuming um, it's like a story game. Yeah, I'm thinking I'm picturing like the Batman the the Telltale games. Okay. And it's set living in a breathing fantasy world, embark on the journey of a lifetime, join the rebellion amass an army, and liberate the world. Fully voice acted with romance options. Oh, fun. Side quests and optional content inspired by Dragon Age and Mass Effect. Oh, interesting. A huge amount of dialogue or dialogue choices let you play exactly how you want. So it's a game-changing type of a game. There's lots of different things that, that are features about it. So it's in-depth point-and-click interface. It's a massive storyline set in an incredibly fantasy world. You can bond with your comrades, pursue friendships. It's an open... Open? <laughs> open. Open no. world atmosphere. Hidden stuff. So there's things all over the place. But it's the characters that really get me. So I wasn't able to find like perfect guide for this particular game because it's pretty much as far as i can tell really it's just on steam right now Mm -hmm. so someone posted a guide to it so i'll put that guide in there just kind of as a heads up there is a spoiler warning on this because there's a lot of information in here that is a spoiler but the characters are really cute and there's not much to the characters it doesn't really tell you much about them but there's valesa ulrich Fortame, Sovi, Milas, Damic, Shane. That's, well, that's definitely not a, you know, <laughs> fantasy name. That's so, that's just so plain. Halen or Halen, Grizz, Zamira, Aaron, now A I R E N, Alex, another plain name, Spice, Nada, Lilith, Carmen, what the triumvir pro that's just a weird name for a person pro vance honor guard howl grayson who is literally just a silhouette kira zorian vivian arkiran or archie arch archeran rayo and keaton now there is something that's oddly weird about all the characters and that's because they probably use the same composite design for each character because they all look the exact same they've just changed a bit of the features on each character themselves Mm -hmm. it's like my only thing i don't necessarily like about that because i'm like they all look the same they all have the same expression the only difference is they have like different like features and that's it so (laughs) hey that's what I th- that's what I see or I think of when I see of your Weka girl. Yep. <laughs> Weka cat girl. 
But it looks like a really fun game. This looks like a game that I think most furries would pretty much enjoy. So if you're looking for a fun open world game, check out Winds of Change. Mm-hmm. And then we have our honorable mentions. <laughs> really quick, I've I cannot I cannot for the life of me find a current Wacky Cat Girl copy. One yeah, store no. I found has not had it in stock since 2014. Wow! But on Steam, Tabletop Simulator has a copy that you can play. Oh, cool! I have Tabletop Simulator. So do I, and I'm totally loading this when we get off. Nice. Um, <laughs> That's good. Okay, so honorable mentions are games that either A, we couldn't fit into the list above, or B, just didn't really make it, but they're honorably worth mentioning. (laughs) Yes. So Elder Scrolls Skyrim, because of the dragons. That's Mm -hmm. pretty much it. And I guess if there's a girl that you can play as like, she's like a cat girl or something, or like a a panther woman. Mm -hmm. That's about all I can think of. Um, The Khajiit. Is that what her name is? There is a race on Skyrim called the Khajiit. Okay. That's probably um, what I'm thinking of. Yes. Or it's in the Elder Scrolls. And yeah, it is in Skyrim. Yeah, mine, I, I have a ton on the honorable mention. Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> uh, n- duh. Yeah. And I'm going to note this because I know someone is going to think it. Yes, I know what the creator has done. I know that he's basically been just removed from the game. This is one of those moments that... I have no idea who made Five Nights at Freddy's, and I hope one day they discover who made it, but I don't know the creator. It's a good game. That's all I'm leaving it at. Something bad happened? Uh, He's a Trump supporter. Ew! He backed his campaign, and you know, this is one of those sort of like uh, J.K. Rowling with Harry Potter. I ignore the creator. You kind of just have to like swallow it and just, you know, just take what you got. I make... I make the co- I make the comment all the time. It's like I love Harry Potter. I wish they would discover who wrote it. <laughs> that's great. I do the same thing with Five Nights at Freddy's. That's, I, I that's mean, good. I mean, we have no idea who made it, but it's a great game. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. Yep. Okami, which is the cute little white and red wolf Amaterasu. It's totally furry. I've played it a million times. I love it. I love it. It's a great game. It is very slow, but it is a visual visual masterpiece yeah i have several on the honorable mention list and i apologize alien isolation this goes back to our horror the last one i was on the alien is hot that's all i gotta <laughs> say about that you and your aliens <laughs> come on <laughs> says mr i like the rubber man from um american horror story he's not an alien <laughs> he's just some random rubber guy <laughs> yeah but they're the same texture Um, true okay okay yeah you're right they are like the same texture um and then my my next one on the list is cards against humanity that was kind of hard not to yeah i that was going to take the place of whack a cat girl but it was too cliche and i'm like i'm putting the honorable mention because that is a game (laughs) that is at its heart made for the furries in my opinion i put every smash brothers games out there Go Pikachu. (laughs) Every time they make out a new one, like my friends are all like, I'm so excited for the next one. I'm like, it's literally the same game with like a new character. Why are you so excited about this? Because it has has a new knob on it and I have to turn it. It's dumb. Okay. It's like, (laughs) it's like the iPhone, like, you know, whole like thing. It's the same 
phone with maybe one feature, but you're still going to shell out a shitload of money for it for that reason alone. I I can't. Ugh. It's the same phone with one feature that Android already had. It's like when they come out with a new Mario <laughs> game and everyone's like, yay, games. And I'm like, oh, not another Mario game. I wonder how this one will not end. And it's just mm-hmm. whatever. Bloons Tower Defense. <laughs> if anyone's ever played on addictinggames.com, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a monkey and you shoot darts at balloons. You, you've got yours. <laughs> the next the next two, they're kind of paired up. It's um again, these were gonna take the place of whack of Catgirl. It's zombies by Twilight Creations and all of its expansions. If you combine this game, it takes around 24 to 36 hours to play. Wow. If you're playing one and maybe one expansion, you're looking at a couple of hours. Combine them, it can go indefinitely. And then Zombie Flux, there are a million different versions of Flux. Zombie is my favorite. If you have a favorite anything, there's a Zombie, there's a Flux of it. Flux has so many expansions to it. I actually tracked down Stoner Flux because I wanted it. I bet there I is. Own it. I, I own Stoner and uh, Drinking Flux. No, no, but I'm thinking there's probably Nicolas Cage flux out there somewhere. If there isn't, if there isn't, you just put that idea in someone's head. <laughs> Make they, it. Sell, they sell blank copies. You can print your own. I want Nicolas Cage stretchy pants just to wear them. <laughs> there's another um, item I need. I'm going to Amazon to find out if I can get that. Yeah, there's lots of fun stuff. Um, I put Room Party because that's a classic furry game. And Goat Simulator because it's Goat Simulator. That was huge back in the day. And then I also put the Metaverse, which is the VR that pretty much every furry gamer plays on now. It's not the meta that Mark Zuckerberg created, which is stupid, by the way. Mm-hmm. F you, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> Have you watched that whole, like, his whole, like, pitch to the meta? I I do not. Uh, I pay attention to Mark Zuckerberg as much as, much as I pay attention to uh, Jeff Bezos. Okay. Which is none. There, I'm going to have to, I'll, I'll link you. There is a side-by-side and then like just regular videos of his pitch and ad for it. And then I believe New Zealand or uh, Iceland made their own version. And there's a guy who looks just like Mark Zuckerberg and they totally just mock him in the video. And it's so beautiful. And then there's also, I put it in there last second, Doom and Duke Nukem for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then we skipped a few. Well, because they're yours. Yeah, Bioshock, which is my alt, which is the other FPS. Room Party, which you put on there. Did you mention Room Party? I did. I put Room Party on there, and I you put it on there. I don't think you mentioned. Okay, you, I, yeah. I said. Okay, I, I was I was mesmerized by the fact that I actually did find Nicolas Cage leggings. <laughs> nice. One of them actually literally just has Nicolas Cage's face on the crotch. No, oh, that's nice. Yeah, sorry, I got distracted by Nicolas Cage. Okay, you got Bioshock and Among Us. And tell them why you chose that one. Well, A, because everybody who's everybody's played it, and I'm pretty sure everyone's enjoyed watching I Majira still and everybody. It. Um, all the streamers have. And uh just so that I could say the word sus a few times to um to drive space is completely insane. I have found that I have actually started using the word sus as much as I hate the word i've actually started to use it probably because you've said it so many times that i've now just become immune to the word maniacal laugh Mm. 
<laughs> so anyways, that's our list of games that are kind of furry and then not so furry. <laughs> yep. I've... If you guys have any suggestions for games or topics or anything you guys want us to talk about, just let us know by emailing us at talktothemuzzle at gmail.com with the subject of show ideas, yep. and then we will implement them because we pretty much do that. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything before we go? I do not. Um... All right. Other than just, just wanting to hear your, your your reaction to what I just sent you. What did you just send me? You'll see. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's Nicolas Cage in that face. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally, I need them. <sighs> you know what? It's a toss up. Okay. I know this is like going past this, but it's either I get Jeff Goldblum leggings or Nicolas Cage leggings. No, no. What you need is a Jeff Goldblum thong. To wear underneath the Nicolas Cage leggings. (laughs) While wearing Crocs. You know what you got to have, though? With the leggings, there has to be like a see-through like plastic sheet where you can see the thong. (laughs) I'm just picturing picturing, it. Look, it's Cage and Goldblum. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we'll see you guys next time. Have a good one. Have a good evening. Or day. Bye. Bye.